kick him in the butt. What, what is that thin line? Well, I think it's every individual's personality and how the coach deals with players. And some guys uh, need to be yelled at. Other guys need to give a little confidence boost. And that's what a lot of coaches' job is half the time is just recognizing, <laughs> you know, what what the personalities are of players and how to get the most out of those players. I mean, that's that's really what it is. And, and some guys can deal with a coach getting in his face and yelling at him, and other guys can't. And, and uh, it's all just uh, managing personalities, I guess, and, and, and people. Let me share with you a comment that Mike Holmgren made to that same question because I wanted a coach's perspective on it. Here's what he told me. The first thing is that he, you have to let him know you believe in him, first of all. Secondly, you have to know that, let him know that it, it is never personal, that you're just trying to get the most out of him. And then, and then thirdly, that your expectation level for that position and that young man is very, very, very high. And you're, you're just trying to uh, shoot for the moon. And, he, and once he understands that, he'll meet you halfway. And then if he's good enough, uh, you know, then things go well. But it's never, it's never personal. And some of the guys can take it. You don't coach them all the same. Some of them can take a, a little more verbal stuff. Some of them can't. So you kind of figure out what their, what their limit is and then coach accordingly. One of the things, Dan, that I know is there comes a time between coach and quarterback where both begin to trust each other. Where in your career with Don Shula did that come? Well, I think for me it happened pretty early because uh, he trusted in me you know, my fourth game in the NFL to start me against the Buffalo Bills. And, and that year I ended up going to the Pro Bowl and had a great year. So I think our relationship really started well early on, and and uh, it grew over time. And I was just so fortunate to have – you know, a head coach like Don Chula, the same coach for 13 years. And that's so rare, rare right now in the league and rare you know, throughout anyone's career that they have the same guy, the same system, and, and you can rely on, you know, I could rely on Coach Chula being the way he was and his personality and understood what he wanted and what he wanted to get accomplished. So I think that made it a lot easier for me, you know, as a young player. Dan, one of the things that I saw on television was a wonderful feature about you and your family with your son, Michael, who has a form of autism, and I know that you've given money to the Dan Marino Center. And I wonder if you might just talk a little bit, because it touched me deeply when I saw that piece, a little bit about your son and your interactiveness with him. Well, first of all, Michael you know, was diagnosed when he was two years old, and he's done really well, mainstreamed, played high school football, he's played some basketball. And um, if you were to diagnose him now, you probably wouldn't diagnose him, uh, you know, autistic. But he is, uh, I've had a great relationship with him. And, and I think really where it came down to is for us as a family, you know, when we found out that Michael was autistic, that, you know, we need to try to do whatever we can, not only to help him, but to help other families in, in order to help, you know, awareness uh, for, for families to understand that, you know, early intervention is such a critical factor in everything you're doing with kids when you're dealing with autism and and i think that's one of the reasons why you know we were so blessed with michael and and we try to help out as much as we could one of the things that i have found with sports is it gives uh the people that are involved with it at a high level a discipline and i think it allows them to have a mindset to deal with challenges in life particularly physical ones dan in a different way than maybe most of us your discipline of playing football did that help in any particular way in in creating the positive atmosphere and an area for for michael um, you know what, I, I'd like to think so, but I think if, if you're a father or a mother, no matter what your circumstances are in life, you want the best for your children regardless, and, and you want to hope that that's the case for that child. So 
playing football or being in the situation I was, I'm not sure that directly related to any other positive influence over Michael, other than the fact that I was a parent and my and my me as a parent, my wife wanted the best for him to try to do whatever we could. Now, after that fact, you know, when you're dealing with the foundation raising money because you know you're a quarterback and you're in a position where you can help in the community corporately and other things, then you know that's where you can help others. How hard is it to shade your children from the expectations that goes along with somebody of your stature and success in sports? Well, I mean, I'm not so sure you have to shade it. You just have to make them recognize that everybody's their own individual and, and they have to uh, understand that, that, you know, that's part of the life that we're in in our family. And, uh, and you know what, I, I've never really tried to make a big deal out of it. And they've so far, they're pretty good kids and they're doing good. I want to ask you about your work on HBO's Inside the NFL and also on CBS's NFL uh, Today show. Those take a particular discipline, and I'm sure that what you had to do when you were preparing for a football game as a quarterback, there is some carryover feature.